Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now let's get into the episode. Today I'm interviewing Katie Rachel Moore, an actor and presenter who pivoted from an eight-year career in public relations. She's been pursuing acting since the age of seven years old and along the way has featured in a number of stage productions and appeared in TV and short films. She has an honours degree in drama and English. Katie recently made the full career pivot, landing a dream full-time role doing presenting training for TV. Now, let's dive into the interview. Katie, thank you so much for joining me. Very excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. So I wanted to start uh, just by asking you a little bit about where you're at now uh, and about your journey and, you know, a little bit about your career. I am, as you might be able to tell from my accent, originally um, British. I was working in London in PR Um, in a PR agency and just basically got sick of the rat race and felt that I'd got stuck into a bit of a work rut, a life rut and felt like I needed to completely shift things and at that age I was 27 so I didn't have any ties, I didn't have a mortgage, didn't have kids, didn't have a partner at that time so it felt like this would be the moment if I was going to make a big change to do it. So I handed in my notice um, and I'd wanted to leave anyway. And um, yeah, I booked a one-way ticket to Australia. However, um, my big passion in life and I suppose my first love has always been acting, performing, um, whether that be yeah, presenting, acting, TV, theatre, stage, all that kind of thing. I've basically done it since I was seven years old kept plugging away at it, wanted to go to drama school. Then they said to me, no, go and get life experience. (laughs) So um, I took took a year out, went traveling, came back and then went to university and studied drama and English in the UK, um, which was amazing and still wanted to do that. Um, After I graduated, kind of just had a bit of a panic and thought, God, I just need to get a job and ended up working behind the scenes in TV for about a year and I was just doing reception and um, running. And I was still going to auditions um, when I could. And basically after a year, I thought, I don't want to go down the route of being behind the scenes. I, I really do want to pursue my passion. So I made a decision to move back to Bristol um, because with a TG, TV job, I was living in London. So I moved back to Bristol and actually got cast in a play. And then I got a job um, doing reception in a creative agency in Bristol. So I was kind of working full time, but also studying drama full time. And I thought, okay, well, what's, you know, maybe I need to leave the acting thing behind and think about another career. And whilst I was at the creative agency, I got chatting to, um, to all the different departments there, including PR. And when we were talking about PR, I thought this actually sounds quite interesting. Maybe this is something I could do. Um, and basically I set up some internships in London and got completely hoodwinked into 
PR. So even at the beginning when I was doing this, I, I was constantly questioning, is this for me? Do I want this career? Do I want this life? This is quite stressful. And I, I still wasn't totally sure. And after a few months, sort of had a bit of a breakdown, crying in front of the mirror one day to my mum saying, I don't even recognize myself. I don't know who I am. And all the, during this time, all the performance side of me, I pushed away. So I wasn't really doing that much at all. Um, and I pushed it down. Um, I kind of hid it away. And I realized now that I actually wasn't fulfilled in that creative part of myself. Actually, that little mini breakdown was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me because it made me realize that if I'm ever in a job situation where I'm mentally not happy, I will not put myself through that because nothing is worth that. And I think, um, but basically I did end up going back into PR because um, I had um, my, one of my old directors from my internship, she remembered me and she reached out when I was in Bristol saying, I've just started up my own agency it's a real startup would you be up for doing some freelancing and I said do you know what I will do some freelancing get a bit of money um and then you know I'll see what I want to do so it was a completely different environment to what I was used to it's much more autonomy um and actually I realized that um I was quite enjoying it and excelling in it and I ended up staying there for a couple of years before I came to Sydney anyway basically when I was in Australia and by the time I got settled in this agency this little voice in my head came back and said Katie you need to start exploring your hobbies again you need to get back to doing acting again that made you so happy you're settled now go do it and then um I did a number of courses here which was amazing because it opened up um you know, the community here, the performing and creative community here for me. Um, I met so many people and it really reignited that little voice inside me that I just sort of shoved aside and I realized, oh God, I love this so much. I remember writing it on my diary saying, you will always love this. Like you always need to water the, the passions and the things that you love. And um, yeah. And then basically once I got my permanent residency, I just made a decision that I was going to really give it a shot to see if I could um, potentially expand it and make it more of my career. And I just basically did loads, all whilst working a PR job in the day. So for a while, I felt a bit like I was living two lives. When I was there and I was on stage or I was rehearsing, I just felt, I honestly felt at home because that's how I'd grown up. And I was with all these like-minded people and I found all this extra energy inside me because I remember reading something once you you know however if you're feeling tired it's because you're not doing the right things for your soul or something like that and I really understand that because it's so funny if you're doing things that sort of tire you or drain you you really feel feel it but actually if you're doing things yes you might be tired but it's funny it gives you a new lease of life and energy um, and I think that's always the moments where you realize what you love in life um, yeah, and basically, um, I am just about to um, embark on a TV presenting training this with the station, um, hopefully with a view for it to some, turn into something a bit more permanent. So it's super exciting. Um, can't say too much at this stage, but basically it's, it's a pretty awesome opportunity where I'm actually getting paid <laughs> um, for something that could be a really amazing long-term opportunity and which is so hard to get in in the entertainment industries as well um so yeah I'm, I'm at this kind of amazing turning point I suppose where I'm you know almost um actually 
creating um, the career that I really wanted. Wow. Yeah. And so you've left um, your PR job as well. I have. Yeah, I've left my PR job. I was actually with them for four years and it was an amazing experience. I have to say it was actually my favorite agency I've ever worked at um, in terms of the culture and the people. And I did work on some awesome brands. Um, but I suppose it's one of those things, and I'm sure so many people can relate to this, but it was a job I sort of fell into rather yeah. than my forefront of what I wanted to do. I, I do have a bit of dogged determination in me and I just always, I, I never really wanted to let my dream go and it was always there in the back of my head and I just thought, why am I not pursuing it? And I kind of get envy um, a lot when I was younger when I'd see other people that were pursuing it and I think a lot of it was fear for me and obviously a part of me like security and you know everyone's got to pay the bills and that kind of thing. But I realised that if I started to use my time wisely, I could actually maximize it and, and get more out of um, the, you know, the acting, performing and the stuff I did love and, and start to view things in a different way because I thought I don't want time to pass me by um, and okay, I've got to work this full-time job at the moment, but if I can keep enhancing um, the stuff around me that I love, then maybe at some point I'll be able to pivot. <laughs> Um, and you know, and, and heighten that and dial it up a bit. So good. And I love what you said there about, mm. I mean, there's so much that I love that you said there, which I've written down some points, mm. but, um, I think, you know, the point about the envy is one that really resonates with me because I think mm. you're looking at some, someone or something and going, Oh, like, look how they're doing that. And you feel that twin yeah. of like, like, Oh, I wish yeah. I was doing that. That's almost like a pointer in the right direction for where you really should go. It's almost like, it's like not even a negative thing. It's like almost a guide. It's like a beacon, which kind of, you know, if you're looking at someone and going, oh, you know, I wish I could do that or I wish I was doing that or look at what all the stuff they're doing, you know, that is an indication for where you should go and where you should take your next steps. I love that. Yeah, because yeah, it's often, I think, you know, it's fear. I think fear is what holds so many people back. And um, I always kind of review and make goals and resolutions. I remember one of the key things I wrote down a couple of years ago was I want to have less envy and I want to have less fear. And those things have really helped come into play for me and um, like focus less on feeling the jealousy and things like that and actually focus more on myself and what am I doing and and just going for it I, I'm not sure about the UK but particularly in Australia like, mm. our media is fear driven um you know the mm. headlines like are always you know sensationalist and look at you know the, the catastrophic like the worst possible scenario and it plays on people's fears like people have this kind of fear of like oh if I do, you know like if I don't have the right job or if I don't you know just follow yeah. the status quo then like all these negative consequences are going to happen and so it's like this kind of yeah. prevalent way of living and thinking and for me it's yeah and I think we're kind of taught it in schools as well like so it's from a yeah. age um and it's you know and it's very different to the way I think that the world's going and the way we need to operate now and particularly in creative fields and particularly yes. as entrepreneurs um, it's not, you know, like you have to kind of step away from your fear and you have to be able to embrace uncertainty and, you know, put yourself out there, like you were saying, mm. 
which is really oh. hard. It is really, really hard. It can be. But then once you start to do it and then you start to get that m- momentum, it becomes easier and easier to do it. And it becomes a different way of thinking almost. Um, which Definitely. I think that's the thing. It's kind of changing your mindset as well mm. and realizing actually, you know, everyone else, it's not that they're any better than you. It's just, you know, that they... Um, they're going for it. And I always remember yeah. reading things and it always comes up with creative suits, but it's basically in that they say, yes, part of it's talent, but more than that, it's, it's your consistent determination. So I'm 32 now and I've been kind of on and off, you know, pursuing my passion since I was seven years old. And I've had loads of amazing opportunities in between, but only now am I actually getting something that could be more of a long-term opportunity. Um, so that's a long time. That's, that's <laughs> some think, consistent think action right there. I think that's a, yeah, but I think there's a lot to be said to, for that in terms of every day, are you doing something, whether it just be a tiny step or a tiny thing, is what you're doing mm-hmm. taking you in the right direction? And I think once I started to realize that, that it's not like one day you're here and the next day you've got everything. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's like an ongoing journey. And along the way, there will be setbacks or there will be turns in different directions. But actually, if you keep feeding and doing and putting steps towards where you do want to go, then you will get there. Absolutely. And it's very, there's so many parallels, I think, between creative living and between mm. like, you know, having your own business. And I think, yeah. you know, like what you were saying, it took me a while to figure that out too, because I was like, if I can't make this work in 12 months or whatever, then it's not going to work. And originally when I first started my business and then I realized actually, no, you have to go on a journey and it's, and you're not necessarily just going to step into everything and neither can anyone, like everyone can't necessarily just step into a business. They might need to, you know, have another job in the meantime or take something else that's going to support them to then be able to, so they can still pay the bills, but they can still learn and still move in the right direction. So let's talk about what would be um, your three top recommendations for people that, you know, are in a, Mm. in a role, like whether that's corporate or in another job um, and they feel like, you know, I'm not sure that this is right for me but they just don't have any sort of idea as to what else they could do like they may Mm. you know you've had your acting passion but they might sort of just be going oh I just don't know what else I could do what would you would your tips be for that well my first tip which I think some really it might sound strange but I personally think it's really good advice is to actually go back to the drawing board and remember when you were young and when you were a kid and try and tap back into what made you really happy what made you energized what were you drawn towards and you know you don't know what that might be it might be weird and wacky but what that does is it starts to open the door to maybe something that you're you know you're actually really passionate about because a lot of people I think don't actually really know what that is Um, they actually struggle to find out, okay, well, what is it that I love? What is it that gives me that energy? Um, Another thing that is good to do, which I often um, 
do as well is create a life wheel. So um, I remember reading this in a book and it is a wheel where you put different spokes of your life. So more holistically, um, you can put a spoke for your career, finances, family, hobbies, charity. You can basically add as many spokes as you like. And then you kind of can um, put a number against those as where you're at. So maybe you know, your career's going really well, but your relationships have dropped off. Maybe your relationship and home life's going great, but your career's fallen off. And it just starts to holistically give you a map of kind of where you're at in your life and what spokes maybe you need to adjust. Because sometimes it's not all to do with your career. Sometimes it's um, looking at it from a wider perspective. And then from there, you can start to build it out. So think about, okay, I'm not really doing anything hobby-wise. Maybe you know, I could do something that might fulfill me. I don't know what that is, but maybe I could start having a look and say, I'll do one new fitness class a month, or maybe I'll join a pottery or, or do something that scares me. So I think writing down um, and using some practical mind maps like that is really good. And then another option kind of outside yourself is um, obviously having, having a look at seeing um, maybe a careers counsellor is always good or even just, um, you know, having someone else um, to talk to um, and kind of bounce some of your thoughts off um, as well. Um, and then lastly, I think for people that are in a rut, it's really good to go and do something completely different. So say, I don't know if you work in the corporate job and you, you just want to push your boundaries, go and sign up for a public speaking workshop or an acting workshop, basically do something that's going to massively push your boundaries, maybe freak you out a bit, maybe scare you. But sometimes that really helps to basically push you out of your comfort zone and then start to kind of have a different mindset and shift your view of things. Um, and then of course, reading books. I, I love to read. So for me, reading books that make me think in different ways has also really helped me as well. <laughs> yeah, such great tips there. Such great tips there. I love that. And mm. I've seen that, um, the mind map or the, the wheel that you were talking about mm. as well. And it's good to also like, I think, because um, I think it changed to do it again and again, because I think it changes, right? Yeah. What else you've got going yeah. on? Why? But like where, it's like, where are you, where are you wanting the percentages to be as well? Like mm. at some points in your life, you might want your career to be 70% because you're, you're like, mm. oh, I just want to go for it, you know? But then at other points, you might only want your career to be like, you know, 30 or 40%. And definitely. And there's other areas to focus on. So, and I love also how you were talking about, like, obviously getting a career coach is very important, but also getting out of your comfort zone when you've been in your comfort zone for a long time. Because I think yeah. when you are in your comfort zone, like, I know personally, I've been in a corporate role for a really long time. Like, I had been in a corporate role for a long time before I've stepped into my business. And, you know, you do forget what it is that you like doing because it becomes all about that and you kind of just forget like oh what did I used to like to do and what you know like <laughs> what else do I love and you just you, <laughs> you do you become disconnected with that because you almost become kind of like the mold of what you need to be in your role <laughs> which sounds definitely. weird but you do you do no definitely that's what I totally <laughs> felt like in London honestly I felt like I was on a rat race and I was mm. thinking this is not life for me mm. I I've just got completely stuck. Yeah. Like you say in a mold and it's easy. And then you're tired. So you come home and you put your Netflix on your TV 
And then before you know it, years of, you know, weeks gone past. And I just didn't want to turn around when I was older and think, oh my God, why the heck did I not just go for it? Or why didn't I take that chance? And also, like, mm. I think, um, you know, like you're, you, how you mentioned getting out of your comfort zone, I think that's, you know, that for me is a bit of an important one because I think you can't really do anything that is going to stretch you and be worthwhile until you get out of your comfort zone. Um, because if yeah. you're not out of your comfort zone, you're just doing the same thing that you've always done, essentially. Definitely. Um, you know, and as humans, we need to grow and evolve and we need to have that meaning and feel like we're working towards something. Like that's kind of part of like the human condition, right? Like we need yeah. to feel like we're moving forward. Definitely. It is. And we've got to pay yeah. the bills, but it's we like do. you can do that and still pursue what you want to do and pursue what you love to you do. You can. You can. There's always a, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, if you really want to get somewhere or do something, sometimes you have to take on extra things um, so that you can support yourself to then be able to do what you love. But there's always ways. I think you just sometimes have to think about think about things more creatively. Yeah, and it is. It's putting aside your pride, like because I think yeah. that's the other thing that you can. And I know I've experienced this as where well, like you've been in a job for a really long time and you become like the top of your field, and then you yeah. kind of go like, okay, well, uh, you know, this, you know, therefore, like, not like other things are beneath me, but it's like, oh, well, I shouldn't really do that because I'm at this level. Yeah, you know, and it's like, but, but you know, maybe you do drive an uber like even if you've been yeah the ceo like i don't know but if you want to do something different then you know you you've got to be willing i think to put aside your pride and do other things yeah and Um, like you also don't have to have the answers right away like that because that was a big thing for me it was like but do i 100 percent want to do do this like do i 100 percent want to be in my coaching business or mm. am i only like you know 80 percent and it was kind of like, it was really hard to get an answer to that because it's like, how do you ever know 100% anything? You don't. You like, don't. You, <laughs> there's no, you don't. <laughs> there's no guarantees. So, no. you know, like if you're waiting for a guarantee, if you're waiting for someone to say like, oh yeah, 100%, if you, um, you know, start doing this, then it's going to result in this. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like there's, there's no guarantees. So you've just got to be able to be willing to, I think be open-minded and just to be okay with a little bit of uncertainty and just start to look at things that, you know, that, that you're drawn towards. And that's when I think the magic starts to happen and the universe starts to shift in different ways that yeah. supports you. Oh my goodness. This conversation has been so amazing. <laughs> so amazing. I, loved it. <laughs> I feel like we could talk all day. Um, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Um, one final it. question. One final yeah. Question. Um, so, uh, has there been, I know you mentioned you love reading a lot of different books, but is there's Mm. one, is there one book that has made a massive impact for you in relation to, you know, finding and pursuing your passion Um, going for it? Oh, I've read so many amazing books. It's really hard to pick one, but I would say one of, um, a couple of my top reads, um, would be The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which Mm. Oprah Winfrey loves. And it's just like a bestseller. I think that's really good um, in terms of looking at time um, from a more philosophical perspective. That That's a really good read. And um, Sapiens, for me, um, it's another bestseller, but it's amazing to read that book and kind of have a bigger overview of like human nature and how we've changed over time from the hunter-gatherer era and how we think about money and 
um, civilizations. And it really, it's amazing that book actually for changing my mindset. And then um, another book I love um, in terms of more about my passion is a book called um, Wake Up to the Joy of You um, by Agape Stasinopoulos. Um, I don't know if I said her name right, but she's actually <laughs> the sister of Adriana um Huffington who did oh. the Huff Post it's her sister um so I'm reading Thrive funnily enough by um Adriana but this is her sister who um is actually from an acting background and then found that she um was struggling to kind of fit into to roles and things and then kind of made her own show and went down her own path but she's written a whole book which is full of meditations and practices um, and it's, it's really lovely because it's quite a practical book. She's quite a creative person, but actually I think this book would be great to apply to anyone's life. Um, and it really helps you unlock certain things within you and um, kind of have different ways of looking at things. So I think that's, yeah, it's another good wow. book I've read. Three for one. <laughs> so many three for one. There. there you yeah, go. <laughs> three for one. Yeah, there are absolutely tons. <laughs> I love it. Well, I've read The Power of Now. I think that was the first like self-development book I ever read. Um, mm. Like, and I think I read it like at about 26, maybe. Um, yeah. Definitely one of the first ones. And yeah, that really changed the way I thought. So I loved that book. I've still got definitely. it in my bookcase. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, um, it's brilliant. Well, Good. thank you so much for being on. Oh, this has been such pleasure. an awesome conversation. Probably. Yeah. And where can people find out more about you? Probably at this stage, maybe just um, check out my Instagram because I also post up um, different behind the scenes things of what I've been doing and I'll keep you posted on my next venture. Um, so that's at Katie Rachel Moore, um, K-A-T-Y-R-A-C-H-E-L, Moore, M-O-O-R-E. Yeah, and I'll link to that in the show notes below as well as... Perfect. Those. Sounds good. All right. Oh, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day. Bye.